morning, Melbourne. Chrissy, Sam and Brownie on Nova with a really special guest. Martin Flanagan. He's one of Australia's greatest sports writers. He's written for The Age and has roughly 12 books out too. Among some of his books you might know is The Call, The Last Quarter, and he's got a new one out called A Wink from the Universe. Better than a wink from Uranus, I suppose. Oh, anyway, here's Martin. Goodness me. What a shame. Oh, welcome, Martin yeah. Flanagan. Thank you. The boys yeah. are very excited that we you're are here. We oh, yeah. are. Um, this book is you know, the, the story of, gee, it was a great win, wasn't it, by the Bulldogs that year? Underdogs. I think it's the happiest story in, footy, uh, in AFL footy that I've experienced. And uh, that includes last year's Tigers win. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if they were <laughs> volcanoes, I reckon Richmond and the Bulldogs, they went off with the same force, but I rec- I still think that the Bulldogs story's got more magic to it. What was that? I hate to admit it, but I agree. Jeez, really? Uh, yeah, well, you are a mad Richmond supporter, but the, um, it seems to be more of a fairy tale, though, the Bulldogs. Mm. Well... Um, Richmond had the All-Australian captain at full back. They had a Coleman medalist at full forward and they had two Brownlow medalists in between. Mm. The dogs at full back have got a bloke who didn't get one senior game in three years at Geelong. They changed their ruckman at full forward because they haven't got one. They've got a 19-year-old kid in his 11th game at centre-half forward and their champion midfield is a 20-year-old. Um, their first ruckman wasn't even going to play until 10 o'clock on the morning of the grand final. So Mm. I think they came from further back um, and in the course of their finals, I think Richmond won their finals by an average of about 40 points, three finals. The Dogs beat, in David Parkin's words, four better teams, three of them on their home grounds. Mm. But, get, a, get, but, but apart from that, apart time, from yeah. all that stuff, Martin, it was a piece, piece of cake. <laughs> 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 really walking the park. Can I ask you about the access that you had to write this book? It's the story of the 2016 season, with obviously the fairy tale ending. We had Luke Beveridge in here once before, yep. and uh, I reckon eight minutes into the ten minute interview, Martin <laughs> Chrissy Swan looked up and said. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> so uh, that's that's um, that's who you're dealing with. But what did you? What's the, what access did you have? Well. What happened was I met Beveridge, Luke Beveridge to tell him I couldn't write the book um, because at the time I was doing two columns a week for The Age, one on sport, one on culture and politics, and I also had my one-year-old grandson coming through the door uh, four mornings a week and I was helping to look after him. So I met Bevo to say I couldn't do the book and uh, I, I told him all this and then there was quiet and then he just said to me but it's a great story isn't it and it was like something out of a Steven Spielberg movie this shining object that was the story appeared between us and I said yeah I think it's the best story of its sort ever and at at that moment I felt his confidence and trust in me and at that moment I felt my confidence and trust in him and, and I said I'll do it (laughs) really stuck to your guns there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you came in with all that. He's a fascinating man, Luke Beveridge. Give, give us your insight. Obviously, you spent a lot of personal time with him. Um, I think he is a really interesting man. There's a lot of interesting men involved in this story, but he's. I think he's the, the most important one. Um, he's got one grandfather... Jack Beveridge, who plays in the centre for Collingwood in the, their most famous team, the Machine, which wins four in a row from 1927 to 30. Mm. His other grandfather is a Greek from the island of Samos, and he grows up having a lot to do with his Greek grandfather. He's very close to his mother. Um, that gives him a great 
he's got he's a very secure man. He's not the sort of man who would need to argue about the numbers who attend his inauguration. He's he's at the opposite <laughs> yeah. he's at the opposite end of the spectrum as a man he can give away the medal, the the, the for, for the premiership winning coach. He can receive it and give it away. Mm. Um people feel safe around him. Um yeah, he's a man who's thought about the big stuff. Um and I think that so that gives you a confidence. At the same time, he can be very, very detached in the judgments he makes about footballers. And the um, the chief trainer, Anissa Groves, said to me, he and Dale Morris, Bevo and Dale Morris are the two nicest blokes at this club, but you would never want to cross Bevo on an issue that he thought went to the integrity of the team or the club. So wow. he's, he's, he's strong, he's got authority, he uses it, it's not about his ego. Did you fall in love with him a little bit? Um, well, he was he was fantastic because when you do a book like this, you, someone, you have to have someone who keeps answering the phone. And um, mm. he was there for me every time. Every time I needed him, he would get back to me as soon as he could. And um, so, yeah, so I, I really wrote it for him and um, his opinion on the book was the one that mattered to me most. I guess a couple of quick ones. I know. I wish it was a conversation hour. I hope you're going on the conversation hour, so we, so someone will be able to talk to you for an hour, Martin. But we have uh, you know a bit more limited time here. Just a couple of quick ones, though. What do you think about the current state of the game? Um, well, that's not a quick um, question. Three, three words is all I need, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I am very worried for the future of Australian football. Really? Wow. I can't What's a major issue? Well, I come from Burnie. I grew up in Burnie. When I was growing up in Burnie, there were schoolboy footy was fantastic. Five kids went on to play in the VFL, AFL, including the legendary Johnny Greening. Burnie's just put out the statewide league in Tasmania. Devonport, where Richo comes from, he was my last footy book. They've put out the statewide league. The game only ever flourished in four places on earth, and in one of them, it's in big trouble. It's good to know that $25 million are going into the GWS every year, though. Hey, uh, Martin, <laughs> what about, just tell Swanee about, about you, 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 have, you have written about the great Jonathan Brown before, too, haven't you? Well, I, you know, the cliche that there's no characters in the game when this bloke was still running around, but, yeah, we did a sportsman's night together at his old school, Emmanuel College? Yes, in Warrnambool. <laughs> in Warrnambool. And Brownie told the story about how in his final year, when he used to uh, go and have a beer during the lunch hour, he, he would wear his school tie out of respect for the school. <laughs> 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 Swanee, any surprises there, Christine? <laughs> not one. Oh, not I'm very one. proud of my school. <laughs> you are. Martin Flanagan, it's been an absolute honour for you to, 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 to be on Noble, mate. We really appreciate it. No, right, thank you. Luck. Thank you. <laughs> not just Doggies fans oh. get this book, footy fans get this book. Yeah. A Wink from the Universe is available in stores and online from Monday. We'll be back in... This is Sam and Brownie.